It's actually a uh, it's a pro-choice uh, movie. Did you did you get that link? Did you have that feeling? Wait, pro-choice. I had the pro-gay <laughs> because we didn't want because we didn't want the the celestial to be born. So you're making the cho choice to abort the celestial. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it's episode 184, and this week... I had a come to Vader moment. Uh-oh, really? Yeah, I had a come to Fa Vader moment. Kind of like some people have a come to Jesus moment, but mine was to Vader. Okay, okay. I might hurt some fanboy feelings tonight. All right, as long as they're not my fanboy feelings, but I'm not really a fanboy full on, so. No, I don't know, but you shared a uh, trailer with me this week. Uh-huh. And I watched it. It has some Star Wars stormtrooper looking action figures even though it's uh, zombies <laughs> and I do want to talk about it because it really got me thinking a lot about what's going on in the world of TV movies and all the other stuff okay I think it's a beautiful and wonderful trailer TV show and stuff to kind of convey the message okay but before we get into that what what do you, what beer do you have <laughs> Oh, so this week I have a 2020 uh, coffee stout aged in rye oak barrels. Oh, okay. And uh, I bought it this year. Lagunitas did not send it to me this year, but it is the Willitized Lagunitas. Very cool. Where did you find it? Woodshop Series. I found it at, you know, uh, our Valley Beverage Company. Okay. What's the ABV on it? Yeah, that's a good question. ABV, you know, come on. What? Guess the ABV. I should have told the people at work today. 12.2. Uh, close. 13.1. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I got you this week. Oh, no. Yes. Finally, you got me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, at least you, at least you went, at least you went hard and, and you didn't, you didn't, you know, at least I didn't go low on you when you went hard. Okay. Ready? That just sounds terrible. I didn't go low when you went hard. I didn't know what that means. <laughs> it just sounds awful. We were in a meeting today and people were talking and I, I joined the meeting a couple minutes late, you know, doing back to backs and all that stuff. And we're in this meeting, and uh, as I join, they're talking about cocktails. Very Freudian. And they're talking about, like, oh, it's, fri it's Friday afternoon. Like, we need to think about cocktails. And next week, if we do this Friday afternoon again, we'll actually make the cocktails. Oh. So I pulled out the Willitized beer, and I said, tonight, the podcast beer is this. All right. So my beer, I didn't choose it for the abv which is 13.7 yeah there you go so i got you there by about a half so it's a it's a, a four-day work week for the most part because uh king's birthday and, and such but you know they always cram you know seven days into four by the afternoon today i'm in paul's classroom i'm telling his aid <laughs> art i'm saying you know what Four days, sure. It may as well have been seven. I mean, I, it felt like it was so exhausting this week. So the name of this beer, it's a barrel-aged, uh, stout, exhausted parent. Nice! 
Let's see what that is. Exo- uh, barrel-aged exhausted parent stout. I love it. Yeah. G- give me the little blurb that's got to have a blurb with it. <laughs> it's barrel-aged imperial stout with espresso beans, cacao nibs, and milk sugar. Mmm, lactose, huh? Yeah, at 13.7. So The lactose is going to make it less bitey. Yeah, probably. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I, I it's like by the time the end of the day came around, you know, I mean, I was just like completely destroyed. And I'm digging around in the cooler there in the, in the fridge, and I'm like, what am I going to get tonight? And off the top of my head, I saw Exhausted Parent. I'm like, yeah, that's about how I feel. <laughs> but isn't it funny? So look, you and I, you and I are both in like, in this thought space where we have to use our brains and our work and stuff. And we've both had physical labor jobs in the past. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, physical labor is technically more, you know, exhausting. So, I mean, so when you were painting houses and painting stores and stuff, you, you, you exerted yourself, right? Yeah. Physically, physically, you physically exerted yourself. And, and I moved furniture for almost, you know, a decade, like seven, eight years. And that was some physical exertion and you'd have long days and stuff like that. But there's nothing like if you had a four day work week and you were doing a physical job, I think it still feels like a four day work week. There's no extra. Sure. You know, <laughs> the work is there and it's like it's not there's no com- there's no compression to the work when it's physical labor, you know. And yet with these with these brain jobs or whatever thought jobs or whatever this economy that we're in right now, it's like they just compress. It just compresses. You know I mean, and I think you you said it. There's you don't you don't it doesn't take eight hours in the day to do the work that we have to do. It doesn't take eight hours to do eight hours work, eight hours work. However, in within that eight hours of work, there's built in, you know, mental rest that you need you need kind it. of you need gaps you need you need pauses and breaks and totally and you need to mentally alleviate yourself from that you can't be on for eight hours straight you'll you'll go you'll be done Burn. you'll in, be burned in out like in like six weeks you're done yeah you're burned out totally so i think that's why you know now with all with with us still being remote Everyone's like, you know, take all the time you need. And like, you know, what I mean, I think people are very, very cautious about like over overworking us in this mental space. With that said, I mean, even if I look at it through the lens of like, let's say I go out for a long road ride. Yeah. As I'm training for Leadville and such. And let's say I'm out for four hours and I mean, I burn like. 3,000 calories. Yeah. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of energy you're expending. Right. Come home, eat a little bit, take a shower. I mean, hour after the ride, yeah, you feel a little bit cooked, a little bit gassed. But overall, you know, you just you, you chill for a little bit. And all of a sudden, you're like, bam, I'm back into it. Right. Sure, your legs are a little fatigued, but mentally, you're you're energized. You could continue with your day. I mean, at the end of today, I mean, I'm cooking dinner. I'm doing... And sometimes you just sit there and, like, you get in front of YouTube or something. <laughs> and you watch some... Who knows what... Whatever I'm watching, you know? It, T- Tesla drag racing. That's what I watch now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like the finer points of batteries that would put anyone to sleep, right? But you're just there like a zombie in front of it. Ooh, a zombie in front of it. Yeah, the, we're okay. getting more yeah, into yeah. we're getting more into it. So we're getting more into, But no, I, I I wholeheartedly agree that I think in this in this capacity of cognitive the cognitive economy, if we mm-hmm. want to call it that, I Ooh, mean, I like it, it. it's it's exhausting. It is exhausting, and it's exhausting. Like my body is not tired, but like my eyes are heavy. My like my brain is weary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my my like my forehead's drooping. <laughs> Don't have a stroke. Don't have a stroke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. But it's so bizarre. Bizarre. That's bizarre. It's bizarre. Biz- 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 but I see you have a hole in your shirt. There. You've been doing uh, limes with Frank. <laughs> this this shirt. What's this guy doing? He's wearing, like a hobo. So this shirt is one of my favorite shirts. I can tell. <laughs> and it's a 2001 Black Dog T-shirt. From Martha's Vineyard. Okay. You know, the last time we were in Martha's Vineyard, 2001. And I loved this shirt 20 to years death. ago. Yeah. Well, tw- almost 22 now. I know. Right. Almost well, whenever you were there. The, the shirt can drink almost by itself. Wow. Um, but yeah, it has about 30 holes in it. And uh, and I still and and, and people it's are like, like slippers. People are like, how could you wear that to work? You know. And I said, I have I have like a sweater and I have like two sweatshirts. Work. Well, I'm I'm here <laughs> behind the you know in this and I. Oh sure yeah okay you're not at work you're right. And when I have a when I have the when I have the sweatshirt on over it you know the only holes you could see are the couple holes right around the neck dude there's one on your shoulder oh my god the whole collar is coming apart the whole collar is gonna come off but you know that a shirt like this is the most co- this is the pinnacle of comfort that a shirt right before it dies the no, shirt i get is, it i get you it. know i put my i put my arm through the sleeve and there's like four holes in the armpit before I even get my arm through. Them. Dude, I've done it where I've done it where like I'm sleeping, you know. Oh, man, this. Oh, it's terrible. This, oh, my God. The holes. No, I've done it where like Swiss I'm in bed. Cheese. I'm like, I'm just going to wear this shirt because, you know, like it's just like that shirt, you know. Yeah. And I'm in bed. And as I'm rolling over in the middle of the night, it's all tearing. I hear is tearing. <laughs> I just get up the next day. I'm like, all right, it's done. All right, man. So, uh, you know, week, I know week. we talked a little bit about like just the exhaustion and the yeah. cognitive economy and all that stuff. But aside from more of the general, let's get to the specific. I mean, anything exciting this week? We had uh, my niece's birthday um, down in Escondido. Okay. And uh, went to which was then turned into. So that was the Sunday. Well, niece by marriage, because you're an only child. I'm an only child, so niece, right. yes. So my my wife's sister. Can I can I interrupt really quick? Yes. You gotta love a podcast where the two guys are both only childs. <laughs> well, this, only this, children. Is what, this, this is only what I was child or only children. <laughs> only, I don't even know. Only only children. When I was a kid though. Wow, only child. Only child. We're both only child. Yeah. Right. When I was a kid, and people say, oh, do you have any brothers or sisters? I used to say, no, I'm a lonely child. <laughs> They're like, oh, I like a little lisp on that one. Yeah, you got to love it, though. You got to love it. A podcast with that should be our shtick. The only child podcast. I think it is. I think we just didn't know that this is what we were talking about the whole time. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go on with your niece. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. So, so yeah. So I, I'm an only child, but I married into a, a, a decent size. Well, you know, middle size, probably a larger family. And uh, my wife's sister and her husband had a baby four years ago, and uh, <laughs> and Mila turned four this this uh, weekend on Sunday. Mila, that's a cute name. Yeah, and so. She, we had a, during the, in the, on the morning of her birthday, we had a big Zoom because all the people, most people are in the East Coast and we're all over the place. Okay. Yeah. And we're kind of far from Escondido. And we had a Zoom birthday and uh, she was a little, she was happy about the Zoom birthday, but then we hung up on the Zoom birthday and it was like, uh, when are the people coming for my birthday? <laughs> like, and we're like, no, it's COVID. Like we, we can't come, you know, nobody can come. And so then we're like only what two three hours away. I'm like, that's it. We're we're coming. We're we're coming down. We'll figure this out. We'll yeah. There you we'll, go. We'll make it happen. So we came down. We had a little had a little uh, Korean barbecue that night. And then the next day is my sister in law's birthday. So we went to uh, Temecula Winery. Um, and you know that that whole cognitive um, approach, like. <laughs> We were drive. I was driving home, you know, in the Tesla, and you know, it's it's driving when you're when you're attentive and when you're doing each and every turn. That's a level of both physical and mental awareness that you have to like dedicate, you know, to to it. And uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't have. To, I just turned on autopilot. You know, it drives most of the whole way home, and and although I'm still wary of it and hopefully i never hopefully i never lose this but i am i am paying attention i am like captain of the ship and it is going down the road and it's it's taking care you know there's a driver but i'm the one who's in charge of of whether well you're like a 747 pilot it's an autopilot but you're still at the control you're still at the helm still at the controls like you know if you see something off in the distance you know you kind of just like you keep awareness of what's going on and let me ask you, you plug in like your maps, you know, Google maps or whatever, however yeah. it is in the car, you plug that in and it's got to take a left turn, right turn. And you're on surface streets, red lights and all this stuff. Will it know to get over into the left lane and it follows the mapping and it does all that? Or do you have to do that kind of stuff? And the autopilot is strictly for like highway straight. Uh, no turn travel. So currently the autopilot, and this is the hard part for me. I don't know which part is autopilot and which part is uh, FSD, the full self-driving. Oh boy. That's why you need to be steering. <laughs> Cause <laughs> but, you don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but I know when it's doing it. And it, if we go freeway to freeway, like I said, if it goes from the five to the, uh, to the 95, to the, to the, not to the 95, to the, to the 405, to the 101, the 405, to the 101, to the 118, Spoken just like uh, Angelino. <laughs> you know, if it's going freeway to freeway, it'll it'll change lanes. It'll take the exit. It'll do all the stuff. It'll slow down on the curve. It'll accelerate out of the curve and stuff. And it does it does pretty well on that. But the minute it's coming out of the the freeway onto the surface streets, it'll it'll give you a little bing bong. Six hundred feet. We're gonna turn off. Oh, okay. Um, FSD, and we're gonna switch to what is FSD? Full self driving, and we're gonna switch to the uh, adaptive cruise control. And the adaptive cruise control will just keep it in the lane that it's in and it will um, it will keep it at speed and not like if you're in White Oak or something, it's not going to turn left over to the Starbucks. Right. If that's where you want to go. 
but it's going to make sure that you're keeping it straight. Now, it'll stay in the lane. Let me ask you this. Does it detect like major potholes and stuff? It does not. It does not have. Oh, so it'll take you right into and blow out a wheel or or even even worse. The dips like if you have like a dip street where, you know, where the main street, you're crossing the main street and the main street's really curved and there's like two dips there. The dip would be like the 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 water drainage. Yeah, it'll just hit it like full speed. It'll hit it full speed. It'll oh, take, take it at full speed. So, so the the surface street thing is not. It's still in beta. It's not. It's not a. It's not yeah, very reliable. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of time driving when we're on surface streets, um, but I do. But the highways is amazing. It's amazing to be on on the freeway. Yeah, sure. And that's you know, I mean, you're on surface streets. You want to be in control too. I mean, kid comes out after a ball. The old cliche. You don't want to leave that to the to the old car. You want to. <laughs> and then and then Ann, Ann, Ann said to me on Thursday night. She goes, she's reading an article on her phone. She goes, uh, somebody's up for vehicular manslaughter for you know autopilot. Uh, vehicular death. I'm sure she's finding all the articles <laughs> to scare you into driving. And I'm like, sure. And how many people died from regular vehicular manslaughter yesterday? You know, like, yeah, I mean, we're I'm still, sure it's we're like... still outnumbering, you know, it. but anyway, yes, I, I, I get the point. The point is like, pay attention and it's a super important and, you know, and you are the captain. So, but, but it is nice to, to be like, oh look, the the road is bending and the car is turning to the bend. Right. And when there's no other cars on the in the road and it's just open road and it's bend it's curving and bending and doing all the stuff, it's it's really a pleasant pleasant uh, ride. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. So I mean, that's it. So we went to go see Mariposas, like I said, <laughs> and uh, and then we that then we podcast and then we did the Temecula Temecula and Escondido. How about you? How was your week? Well, me personally, the week was a little bit mellow. I mean, obviously work and, you know, the exhaustion of all that stuff we've talked about. But right. I think the main thing is this week has been COVID numbers, infection rates, et cetera, et cetera, that you're hearing all over the news. Yeah. And more specifically, Clarissa and her work, uh-huh. which, you know, it spills over into the house and stuff. So she's been putting in like crazy hours and more hours worked and also different shifts worked. Right. Filling gaps. Filling gaps and all this stuff. Just like those teachers on their seventh period, whatever, like same same deal. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the nice thing is, though, when your wife's making double time and stuff, you know, you can't <laughs> complain. It's like, baby, baby, you just keep on working. Maybe they'll get you to triple time and then we'll both retire next year. <laughs> But yeah, I you know, I mean, she's been coming home late and then she leaves late and then it's, you know, we've she, she just had some crazy hours yeah. and uh, you know, so I've been kind of schools for the most part are, you know, they they just have their their day. So my days and my schedule's been pretty consistent. So, you know, I hold down the home, uh-huh. uh, you know, dinner, all that kind of stuff and then she just works her crazy hours and when I see her, she comes home and just now she blows you air kisses and <laughs> drinks some beer I share with her. And, and uh, yeah, and then she works again tomorrow. She's got that 13.7 and she's out like a light. <laughs> exactly. And she works again tomorrow. And and she's been like the, the shift supervisor. And, you know, so she's been just doing. 
doing like stuff. Many hats, many hats she's wearing. Yeah, many hats, many hours, many different shifts and like just weird hours too, you know. But have you noticed? Have you noticed that the numbers are going down though? No, they're not going down. Your numbers aren't going down? No, not at all. I think last count with her work, I think was about, this is just a few days ago, I think was like 45 employees out of, I don't know, say 150 okay. employees in their place. And I think it was like 33 residents had COVID. Wow. Uh, the school district... I mean, we were talking about how Audrey was in line and, you know, they have to do all the testing and stuff. Yeah. And the the administrative conference room next to my office is where they do all this testing. Right. Uh, daily. And the lines are around the buildings, you know, and they do community COVID clinics, too. It's not just the kids. So they'll. But you guys are only testing the non-vaxxed, you said last week. No, now. Well, yes, for teachers okay but for students and the community at large there are testing clinics and that takes place in the room next to me and the 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 lines around the building you know and i don't know how many of those are positive but every day we get the emails that are like uh you know like cabrillo high school you know well that's what i was that's what i was noticing because audrey's so audrey and audrey goes to the high school and bryce goes to the middle school and every day this week, all four days of this week, we got the numbers. And it would say, they would say in the high school we had, um, what was it, 49 reported cases on Tuesday. Right. And then it was 40 cases on Wednesday and 33 cases on Thursday. And then today, well, I guess this is reporting for the day prior or something like that. Today was 19. And I was like, oh, look, it, I guess if you, get a, if you get a big <laughs> enough sample size that it's not that huge i mean it's thousands of kids not you know tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands but you know to me that's a decent sample size and if you're making everybody test and you're kind of forcing people to test both in there and you know self-report i guess um that's hopefully you're getting better numbers yeah and we don't break it down by 19 20 you know 37 you know it's just <laughs> it's pretty much like COVID positive email comes out. That's like COVID positives. That's like the the what uh, uh the email heading, right? The subject line, and it'll say students and or staff tested positive at, and they lay, lay, lay and they lay out the schools. Oh, okay. So it's just awareness of like exposure. Exactly. And every day it's like students and or staff tested positive at Cabrillo High School the next day. Students and or it's like, OK, I get it. Everybody's testing. Twelve hundred students. One person tests positive. You get the email or 50. You get the email. It doesn't matter. They don't tell you numbers. And right. it is what it is in that regard. But, you know, I was thinking as we as we've been talking about this. Like we had this conversation. You could go back to Trailer Junkies podcast two years ago, and we've had this conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane. So with that, and speaking about a virus, so with that, let's no, let's let's wait on that one because I have things I want to say. Let's let's get to Moon Knight. All right, all right, Moon Knight. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm a bit lost in the timeline. Yeah, it's not. It is. It is a bit confusing. Yeah, you know. 
And this is the thing, you know, Oscar, Oscar Isaac is well, he was originally Apocalypto in uh, in one of the X-Men movies. So he was there. Wasn't he Poe Dameron? He's Poe Dameron in the in the Star Wars movies. And uh, yeah, he's 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 all over the Disney universe. He's all over the place like this timeline's all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Don't get me started on timelines when we're still talking about Witcher. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll get to the Witcher. I'm looking but, forward to that conversation. But uh, but yeah, no, I think I'm just excited for this kind of character. It really feels like uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has their Fight Club. You know, to me, this is like this is like the closest thing to Fight Club the MCU can deliver. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And I thought too, I want to get into the conversation about. Uh, heroic fantasy uh-huh. and pulp fantasy. Okay. And we can get to this conversation as we move through the, the episode today. Um, <laughs> I do want to cover the, the, the trailers because I think that the trailers the are going to lead into these conversations. You know, it leads me into some of the things of, or not leads me, but l- it leads us into the, some of the things of when I talk about like meta watching, yeah. for example, and that's kind of not meta watching, but, but when we look at like high fantasy, the big picture. Yeah. Versus, uh, more like grungy fantasy, gratuitous fantasy. Yeah, there's there's different types and levels of fantasy. And again, you brought up The Witcher. We watched The Eternals. Oh, nice. Okay. And between The Eternals and The Walking Dead, brought me. I'm like, what is it about like what I'm watching that's changing in the world of? Or maybe not even changing, but maybe it's staying stagnant and I'm just tired of it. I don't even know. Yeah. In the world of all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I want to get to that. But before we do, though, I do want to finish the Moon Knight. Um, one of the things I want to say is the jump cuts are ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's all over. But the other thing, too, is. I feel like trailer cutters are trying to feel out different trailers to the trailer. Okay. All right. Because last week we talked about the girl talking to the camera. The the meet and greet, like, welcome to my trailer. Hi, this is the movie I'm in. Like, I'm glad you're watching. And this week they're kind of, you know, what what do they say? It's, it's like... Uh, the world premiere. We're just letting you know it's here. Like, come on and watch now. <laughs> or whatever they say. And it's like, and now the Moonlight trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's one of these things where you're just like, what? So I feel like they, they did the, the, we're going to show you a clip and then we're going to show you the trailer and the clips in the trailer. Sometimes it works. Okay. I could think of one. I, I, I forget what it was. I think it was a Tom Cruise uh, movie where like the, the fuselage of a helicopter was rolling downhill. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, it was like one of the one of the impossible movies. I think one of the impossible movies or yeah. something Mission like impossible. amazing. Right. And it was like a split second trailer to the trailer and it really was gripping and caught you and then i remember there was one it was like a haunted house sort of a thing with jack black oh yeah yeah the clock the clock in the walls or something like something that. like that yeah the <laughs> clock the clock one and he he makes house a statement yeah 
And then, like, literally, and the trailer starts, and literally, like, 30 seconds later, or, or 22 seconds later, he says it, and it's, like, totally unnecessary. So we've been down that avenue of trailer to the trailers where we've seen the good and the bad, and now I feel like they're trying, whether it's trailer cutters or producers of movies or whatever, they're trying to get people to watch. And, like, I think you've said it a long time ago, in this infinite scroll space, they're trying to stop you in your tracks so you watch so you don't blow past it yeah and then and then there's a limited number of productions and it's like all right we don't need the trailer to the trailer for somebody who's seeking this out like you and i like you and i seek it out and i send you a link and you're you're getting ready to watch it and you know what i mean we're all we got popcorn out for trailers um <laughs> right. but, but for like you know like i like you said and like i said before you know, in in the scrolling space, in in Instagram feeds, Facebook feeds, you're gonna you're gonna scroll by, and this is to catch you. And maybe they don't have a budget to be like, all right, you know, make the finishers push out, you know, the the nine the the ninety five second trailer that has this on it, and the ninety second trailer that doesn't have it for the regular vanilla YouTube space, you know, and. And they just said, all right, we'll just put it on the YouTube space because the person that we've already captured, we're not going to turn them off by having this on there. I mean, we might turn them off a little bit, but they've already sought us out. So they're going to stick around. You know, you're a, a Moon Knight fan. Right. I never even heard of Moon Knight, but OK, <laughs> you're a Moon Knight fan. So we're going to the person who's who's there because they're just a Moon Knight fan. They're not going to care one way or the other. Right. We're trying to get all those other people who have no idea who Moon Knight is. The edge cases. And, and you know, Moon Knight, I believe, was the answer to DC's Batman. Really? Yeah. So if you I think about it, he's like it. a... He's the anti-hero, you know, he's called a knight, you know, and, and okay. Batman's the dark knight and, and this is all white. Now, do you know this or are you speculating? I think that I, I think that I know this. Um, I could be wrong, okay. but I, but I believe I read this early, early on in the moon. When, when I, when I heard it was rumored that Moon Knight was coming out in the MCU, like many years ago. In the in the infinite decks that we've seen of like all the future stuff in the world, um. So yeah, so I think this was something that was long waited for, and I think back in the day, the first times the first time that I saw it, it was very vague. You know, the first time I saw it on a, on a on a on a plan for future Marvel stuff, and now to see that it's uh, MCU that's going straight to series on Disney Plus, right? To me, that's bonus like i'd much rather see that than see this as a movie and i think that speaks to what you're talking about with the the immortals eternals <sighs> that's why the eternals so the <laughs> so the eternals you know it was released as a movie they're probably immortal but they're eternal <laughs> the the name of the movie is eternals but they are right. immortal and they're uh, f spoiler alert, they're robots. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I think we're finding the right space for the right um, activity, for the right title, for the right treatment, you know, and and we're right sizing everything. So I I feel like this caliber of an actor in a Disney Disney Plus series is going to be phenomenal. And I think it's going to it's going to speak to 
the fans and it's going to it's going to be great, I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I'm buffering it because I'm, I feel like you you're not a big fan of the Eternals. Uh, Well, OK, let's talk about The Walking Dead. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, that'll be it'll be final season part. I couldn't care less. <laughs> No, part two of three. Come on, man. They said it to you. They said it to you. I can't care. I couldn't care less what part it is of what part of what. It's part two of part of three because to me that to me, that's the whole thing because where's part one? I didn't even hear about a peep about part one. And then I get I get pumped all this stuff for part two. And not only are they going to tell me it's part two, but they're going to remind me that there's another part after this. So if you aren't exhausted already from watching Walking Dead for your whole life, you know, get ready for another two years of this zombie of a show. Like I said last week, you beat me to the punch. I was going to give you credit for a zombie show. So you have 13 seasons. The final season is broken into three parts. I mean, they can't let it go. I mean, you're talking 13 seasons by the time it's done. All they're doing is saying like 13 seasons, part one, two and three, which brings it down to like, you know, 15 seasons. You know? Yeah. It's so it's it's which brings me to the point I wanted to get to, though. So I couldn't care less. Stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean, they lost their audience a decade ago. So now they're bringing in like stormtrooper outfits in in this trailer and so on. It does nothing to get me to. I mean, we probably watched, I don't know, Terminus, whenever that was, maybe season six. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Seven tops. I mean, we, we ducked out like five or six years ago from this show. Like and I think even then I was hanging on to like I'll, I'll give it one more year, you know, and give it another, yeah. And Negan, it's it's just like I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> and I think what you say though is is true. It's like it's a, a zombie show that's a zombie show, <laughs> and and I think that's brilliant. That's a brilliant analysis. But it leads me to thinking, and this is kind of why I said I'm going to step on the toes of some fanboys of things. Okay, okay, yeah. And it got me thinking, like, when we look at the book of Boba Fett. Yes. I'm convinced the book of Boba Fett does not need to be told. I don't need to know about this story. It's kind of boring, and it's not really doing a lot for me. Mm. And we watched, uh, last week we talked about watching The Rise of Skywalker, And J.J. Abrams more or less took a good Star Wars saga, a good Star Wars story. Right. And he made it into an explosion movie. And, you know, it's just at some point it's like you're not telling me anything new that like if if Star Wars ended before the rise of Skywalker or any other of the newer movies, I would have been perfectly content with where the story led and ended. Okay. I don't need these stories to continue the legacy because... Because you have the originals and you're fine watching the originals. Well, and not even that. I mean, even like the Mandalorian was cool. Uh Uh-huh. And the Mandalorian... Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. Amazing. But see, that comes before... 
uh, Jedi, though, right? That comes before Empire. It comes before New Hope. Yeah. That because exactly that comes before New Hope. So I'm saying, like, in the timeline of the stories, like, if you're gonna fill in gaps right okay you're gonna fill in gaps but anything beyond jedi when they blew up the second death star i just like it it just becomes a zombie uh, <laughs> a story arc you know a zombie franchise you're talking about zombie franchise now zombie zombie franchises <laughs> so but you don't like the connective tissue of of all of the what's it connecting well this is what this is what we're what we're contemplating you know, at the very end, it's like they talk about needing money or needing to have a big bankroll to to hire some mercenaries and stuff like that. Okay. And people are people are speculating that this is going to be House of Ren, Knight Knights of Ren. Wait, what? Wait, what? So Kylo I, I, Kylo Ren is from the Knights of Ren, right? He's from a, he's from a band of mercenary. You know, light lightsaber wielding mercenaries, right? And uh, they've shown up in where they show up. They showed up in uh, Bad Batch, right? Didn't they show up in Bad Batch? So you're saying taking the whole franchise in a new direction, <laughs> right? Yeah, this takes this takes the case in a whole new direction. Um, so yeah, no, I mean not a whole <laughs> new direction. They're actually just trying to connect the universe to other pieces. So like Knights of Ren was part of the, the, the sequel trilogy and, you know, the, the whole Skywalker, Kylo Ren, you know, love affair, you know, uh, Romeo and Juliet storyline. Right. And I think this could be, uh, we could, we could hopefully see the Knights of Ren in the later episodes of this, you know, the thing that the thing that I thought was interesting is the directorial choices that they have in this. And to me, there's this whole there's this one chase sequence. I think not this week, last week where there there's those modified people that are that are on those speeders that are all modified speeders. And all I kept screaming. Oh, they're like they're like Harley Davidson speeders. But they're but they're all like pimped out in different colors and they're That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they're like more like like Jip Jipneys and the Philippines. <laughs> oh, would, okay. Sure. They, they'd like hang hang medals and paint it colorfully and I'll do all that stuff. Almost like low rider BMX bikes or something, you know. <laughs> exactly. But but it's almost like uh which one is that? Uh, Back to the Future Two. It's almost like the future part of Back to the Future, when he's like modify. You know, he's talking about being modified, and he's and he's like they have all those hoverboards that they're dragging sure, along. Yeah, and I know what you mean. He's got power, you know, <laughs> and it's like it had this ridiculous quality to them when they're racing through the town that just was like it. It was a different kind of story, and it was kind of. It was kind of a a fan fan fantasy uh, a different kind of Tatooine that we're not used to, and I think it carried over a little bit to this tattoo parlor slash modif- modifying place where they got uh, what's her name uh, fixed up. And uh, for me, it's still interesting. It's still interesting that they're doing it. It is a bit of a quilt. It is a bit of a patchwork, and I think maybe that's what you're buffeting against. Where it in of itself, there's no reason for it to exist uh, as a standalone, but it is to me connective tissue 
throughout the rest of the universe. Yeah, and I agree. And we're watching it. And sometimes I watch these things for no other reason than it's comfort food. Right. Oh, there's a Sarlacc. Oh, great. <laughs> remember the Sar- Remember the first time you saw the Sarlacc? Oh, that was good times. Exactly. I was and a kid and, you know. I've been involved with Star Wars since like seven years old, maybe. <laughs> I'm guessing. No, six, seven, eight years old, somewhere yeah. in that range. And so from seven to 50... I've Star Wars has been 43 years of my life, you know, and maybe a little bit more. I don't even know. But and and can I say Jennifer Beale or what's her name? Is it Jennifer Beals? Which one is that? No. Flashdance. Flashdance. You don't know Flashdance from like 83. Yeah, that's Jennifer Beals. She's the one with the crazy tubes that runs the ones the the bar. Really? Yeah. Wow. She looks good. She looks better now than she did back then. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> You know what? Maybe she, she she's better off as an alien. No, but I mean, it's comfort food, right? Yeah. So I'm going to watch. I'm into it. I like the story. You know, it's like it kind of fills in the gaps like you're saying. I have 43 years of Star Wars under my belt and I've seen all this stuff. And But you could take it or leave it. I Yeah. I mean, I get it. You could take it or leave it. We don't watch it on Wednesday like we like we have the other uh, other th- series like like Hawkeye. We don't watch it like the day it comes out necessarily, you know. And this week we couldn't because it was forty eight minutes and Clarissa's crazy work hours. Oh, we yeah. didn't get a chance to, so we didn't even see this week. Oh, but... I'm sorry. I might have spoiled something for you then. <laughs> I don't even pay attention. Ted, I don't even listen to what you say. So, you know. <laughs> But no. So anyway, it brings me to the Eternals. All right. Wait, wait. Let's let's wrap up the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, not. Sure. You're not going to watch the Walking Dead. I don't have AMC plus or whatever it's called. Right. I'm probably not going to watch it. Probably guaranteed you're not going to watch it. Yeah, you're right. There's way too much stuff. When we get into what we're watching, there's way too much stuff. You know what, though? Let's let let's go with that. OK. Just what you said. Right. This is. Off the top of my head, I'm going to guess it's 13 seasons. It, it says 10 on the website, but... I call bull. Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're hedging. <laughs> I think it started like 09 or 010 yeah, or 2010. something. 2010 it started, yeah. 2010, see? there's no. This has got to be like 12, 13 seasons or something at this point. I will say, when they killed Glenn, that's when I checked out. Yeah, you know what? That might have been my last season, too. When Negan kills Glenn, when Glenn was, you know, you thought Glenn was dead, and then he, he crawls out from under that thing, and you're like, oh, thank God, Glenn's my favorite character. And then they just kill him, like, episodes later. I was like, oh, forget Like, bash you. him in the head, right? Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> well, and the thing about it, though, is you're looking at the at the amount of time, you know, like we were saying, and just what you said, there's other things to watch. I mean, I think it goes back to the to the trope we have where there's like three walls in the cave. There you go. Left, <laughs> back and right, and then you got to get out of the cave, you know? <laughs> and the thing about it though is when you get to like 10, 11, 12, you know, like whether it's Big Bang Theory and, you know, Seinfeld and all these great shows. Yeah. You know, even going back years like MASH and all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazing shows. And and you look back at the years of like MASH and Seinfeld or Cheers and there wasn't as much. You didn't have stream like you still had the networks and maybe some cable. But nowadays, 
there's so much to watch. And with all of the the shows, movies, YouTube, I mean, independent people putting out Tesla battery things, you know, <laughs> whatever, right? All this stuff is taking your time. At some point, you're like, tell me the story I got to hear, and then let's get the fuck out of this. Right, right, right. Like, right. I don't need to. And here's what pisses me off the most. It goes on and on and on and on, and they never wrap it up, but the network says you're done, and they never have a chance to close it out. Right. Oh, th that's the worst right there. Right. If it goes like two seasons and you have a very, very loyal fan base, but it but it's a very small fan base and then they don't give it arrested development case in point. Yeah. They don't give another. Yeah. They don't give another season to wrap it up. Right. Right. Yeah. That was arrested development. They just closed it out. And nobody. And then it was like and all the fans were like, well, what? What? But then they do a hack. They did, they kind of do a hack job when they get bought back to exactly. brought back to 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 finish it up. And you're like, oh well, we don't. You know, I think wrapping a show up is so hard to do, regardless of how how you do it. That I think Breaking Bad is one of the few shows that did it well. And I think they went six seasons. I think, um, but they did it really, really well. Of like Breaking Bad was great, and they and they they wrapped it up. Lost. You know, like I said, the last two seasons of Lost were like useless, um, and and it's a they're great shows, you know. So I think Breaking Bad and maybe Fringe. I, I don't know. I have to revisit Fringe. I heard Fringe is is back. Fringe, I never saw. Oh, it's great. It's great sci-fi thriller kind of thing. Or or uh, X Files from back in the day. X Files. That that was another zombie show. I think because they. <laughs> They, they they replaced the whole cast. They were like, we're gonna recast this with other people. And it's like, no, this is Mulder and Scully. This is not this is not uh, you know, T T three thousand Patrick, whatever his name is. It's Mulder and Scully. It's not Boulder and Smelly. <laughs> whatever but um yeah so so what what I'm watching this week, I what I'm super excited it's back is Ozark. Yeah, so is this season four or five? Four, four, four. Okay, so me and Clarissa got. I think we we went like I think we went like two and a half seasons. Oh, you got to finish out season three. Season three finishes so strong with one of the strongest cliffhangers you will have in a season of television. Like, <laughs> like. See, here's the problem with, with Ozark, though. It got me to the point where I would wake up in the morning and my jaw would be like locked. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I, I, I had to attribute it to like Ozark because I was so like tense. <laughs> like my jaw was hurting because I was clinching so hard because the show is so like ridiculous. Well, I mean, for me, it's like uh, a man, a wife. A daughter and a son. Like, like for me, it's it is the lived experience minus the laundering money and the drug cartel. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. But I but thought your lived experience was uh, you're trying to retire, you know, on uh, laundering money with the drug cartel. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I think for me, this is the classic. It follows the classic pattern of Breaking Bad. Where there there it are does, yeah. normal characters and kind of a ho hum doldrum of a life, 
And then you put them in this in these in these situations where you have to make a choice and where normal human beings wouldn't would just don't build the wouldn't, church wouldn't go that way. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but they did. They they made a choice and then they have success because of whatever this is like this guy's a forensic uh, accountant basically you know what i mean so so jason bateman plays this you know super uber intelligent forensic accountant that can do anything and he's just he's just good at it and he just found out like walter white found out he was good at mixing chem well he was a chemist so it makes sense um and then they because of what their skill set is and because of the analytics of it, they excel beyond the means of the typical types of people that fall into those lines of work. So it it, it is a it is a great um, blueprint for a show that that is that is of this ilk. Um, now, of course, Breaking Bad has this huge cult following, cult status that I think Ozark doesn't have. But I think, you know, the the likability of the actors and then the characters and, and then the supporting cast is just phenomenal. And then the setting of the Ozark is amazing. Jason Bateman in Ozark. And then we were talking about Arrested Development a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, such a great actor. In my opinion, I think he's like kind of an uh, how do they? How would you phrase that? Like an un, uh, un, not not an unsung. Wait, what do they call that? Underrated. He's underrated. Yeah, underrated. There you go. Yeah, he's like an underrated actor where he takes on such great roles and he's a super intelligent actor and everything. But like, he's not typically given the range. He's not given the range. I like that to 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 feel out this this smoldering kind of anger you know what i mean and i think that to me that's the nice thing about this season this season is his wife is the angry one and she's basically dealing with her her you know demons from the end of season three which you'll get to hopefully um and uh and she's dealing with the demons and she's just like she's a loose cannon you know yeah we'll have to get back to that one i think and and he's trying to play like even keel (laughs) so it's it's very interesting and then i'm getting back into schitt's creek okay schitt's creek is one that i did the thing where we watched it three or four seasons and then after like the third seasons Anne was like i'm out i'm like okay me too like i'll leave it alone but i got back on the treadmill this week so i'm like oh i gotta get back on the treadmill need more treadmill fodder and since i and since i got the home charger hooked up i don't have to go to the i don't have to need charge oh you got it done now yeah i got it done oh that that, that's not a part of your week i thought i already (laughs) told you i thought i already told you about this no you said you had a guy out for the (laughs) estimate that was it so i got it done on tuesday oh good good and uh and it was so expensive it had to span the whole from one corner of the house all the way to the other corner, you know, from the from the box all the way across huh? to the garage. Right. Oh, man. One of the one of the largest installs he's ever done, he said. Wow. And I was like, yeah, the price tag is right there, too. Um, <laughs> I look at the bill and I'm like, I, I look at the my L, L, my LADWP. Right. And the energy, the electric bill. And I'm like, oh, this is the same amount of kilowatts that I'm paying at the supercharger. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm paying 24 cents a kilowatt, uh, 23, whatever, a cents a kilowatt at home. And I paid 24 cents a kilowatt non-peak at this at the supercharger. Dude, you got to get solar panels. Oh, you know, they're getting rid of the rebate. I told you about that, right? For what? Solar panels? Yeah. If you have solar panels 
and you hook up to the grid, whatever the federal rebate is, California is taking it away from you and saying, like, this is what it costs to hook back into the grid. So if you have solar panels and and it might not be all municipalities, so you might not get it up where you are, but the some cities are charging back the whole amount of the federal rebate so that they're like, oh, it's net zero for the user. But no, it's not like we part of the reason you did it was to get the federal rebate to pay down the the cost of the, the thing so you can get batteries and then go completely off the grid. That's the way you have to go now. Yeah. I mean, we have solar and we we're kind of we you know, we get all the emails about like Solar Rights Alliance and all this yeah. stuff that's going on. And and we're like quasi grandfathered in. Oh, I mean, good. I know we're, we're kind of getting off kilter here, but <laughs> but we're kind of quasi grandfathered in with the solar and the PG&E and Southern California Edison and all that stuff. They're totally trying to like destroy solar, but they're trying to, 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 they're acting as if they're not though. That's, that's the, the unsettling thing is they're like, Oh no, but they're like drowning the baby. And they're like, somebody save this baby. And they're like holding the baby's head under the water. (laughs) And the state legislature is like, we got to be like uh, carbon neutral. So we need to make sure everybody has solar, but we're going to like make it more expensive to have solar than, if you don't have so and it's it's total it's, it's backwards it's yeah it is anyway sorry let's get out of that conversation. <laughs> okay so i'm i'm back on trainer fodder so i have ozark and i have schitt's creek which i'm watching and uh, man the fourth season that i'm in it's taking this wonderful turn of like this family that you, you get again do not want to like and kind of loathe and are happy that they're you kind of have a little schadenfreude that they're in this shitty situation where they lose all their money and they lose all their fortune. And now they found themselves and they're basically digging themselves out in this small town and making a, li- a life for themselves. And it's really a beautiful thing when they're coming to terms with not having it all and, and kind of just being honest with themselves. So it's a great season. I don't know where it's going from here, but it's, it's wonderful. Um, and then we have uh, servant coming back too. So I'm like, Oh, when am I going to watch servant on, on Apple TV plus and what's servant servants that M night Shyamalan series. Oh yeah. You, the first, the first season was great. The second season was okay. And now the third third season we'll have to watch. Okay, so maybe I'll have to uh, add that to the trainer fodder list. Yeah, maybe. Did you see the first season? No, no. I'm saying we'll have to add the first season. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Audrey's watching Cobra Kai from the beginning. I'm like, when you catch up with Cobra Kai to this season, maybe I'll watch that with you. Okay. She's watching Cobra Kai. Has she seen the Karate Kid movies? Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> she has the context. Because you have, yeah, you have to, you have to. How about you? What have you been watching? As like you getting back to, well, maybe you had, did you get back to Ozark or are you just doing Ozark? Oh, no. So Ozark, I watched to the bitter end. Um, and then it ended and then we waited because of COVID for like a year and a half. Oh, got and it you. Was just okay. Like, finally, it's out now dropped today. The whole, the whole season dropped today. We didn't, uh, finish Ozark. We, like I said, we got about halfway through the third season. 
Um, but what we finally finished this week was Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, did you? You actually put the time in to do that? We put the time in. <laughs> See? That's like going to work. Your response is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I got to put in the work. <laughs> are just burned out on these shows, right? So we watched about, I think it was it was eight episodes. We watched five episodes and we dropped it. <laughs> and what are they, 40 minutes each? There's only 45 minutes? Yeah, 50. Yeah, you know, and the last two are like 36. Yeah, so it's not even that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not even that much time. But I, you know, I told Clarissa, I said, you know what? We have like a day on the train. Let's just crush it and finish this show. <laughs> and the the last episode is ending and I'm taking off my shoes and like right, right. picking up and it, it's finishing out the last five minutes. And she's there like watching. And then it ends. And I'm just like, I'm so glad. Like, I was so bored with that show. <laughs> and obviously, it's going to come out for a second season. Is it, though? I think so. You're telling me the whole season was about their how they became the people? There's got to be more. Uh, uh, this so no so this is the new this is the new streaming landscape that we're in. Okay. If the numbers do not support, if the number of streams do not support the show, the show will not come back. Oh. Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, was canceled the week that it released. It was it said no no second season. I agree with what you're saying. I should say I agree. I understand with what you're saying. Right. The the streams are are are, are low and small, so we're going to not And they and they have the ultimate they don't they don't have to guess how many people are watching and ask Nielsen. They know. They know based on the downloads. Internally the numbers. Yeah. And they know internally what the what the numbers are compared to everything else. But what I'm saying, though, is they've written it to make a second season. Okay. Right? And that's fine for the people who produced it. But the people who paid for it is Amazon. And Amazon's not going to say, like, oh, you'll give it some time. <laughs> well, no, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it Net oh, it's Netflix. Oh, Netflix, even more yeah. so. Even more so. Netflix isn't going to do it. I was thinking of The Boys on uh, Amazon. Oh, The Boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that got a second season, so I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, so Netflix is, is, is their cutthroat when it comes to as well. They should be. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're judicious in their handing out they, they, they will give anyone a first season, but they will strictly curtail second seasons as well. They should. And, you know, just to give a, a, a brief, a brief review, I mean, yeah, the production quality was high and okay. the acting was fine and everything, but it's like it's a story I just don't care about. Yeah. And it's a story I don't think anybody cares about. I mean, that was the main problem I had with it. Okay. Um, The Eternals. Okay, here's here we go. So getting to another story I don't care about. <laughs> it's it's more explosion movie. It's more the superheroes are so super that they get into these fights where nobody could die because they're all so super. Except the humans. <laughs> Which brings me to heroic fantasy. Okay. When you think about heroic fantasy, it's the motivation to do the right thing for altruistic reasons, right? Okay. So when you think about Marvel movies, 
they do what they do, you know, Captain America and such. He's Captain America. He doesn't care about treasure. He doesn't care about gold. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. He doesn't care about trying to, uh, like, his narcissistic, you know, maybe Tony Stark's a little bit that. But, right. but generally speaking, though, Marvel and almost all of Marvel... Maybe not so much Moon Knight, but I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. But but almost all of Marvel is heroic fantasy. Altruistic. Yeah, it's altruistic. Um, The characters are born complete. They have the full kit of cool abilities from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have Mm -hmm. to like... Yeah, you have an origin story, how they come about, but once they've come about, they have the full kit. But here, the in the Eternals, the the origin story of the Eternals is part of the mystery. Yeah, okay, and the, uh, right because they have the big god dude. It's shrouded in in what happened at on Earth. It's actually a uh, it's a pro choice uh, movie. Did you did you get that link? Did you have that feeling? Wait, pro choice. I had the pro gay <laughs> because. We didn't want because we didn't want the the celestial to be born. So you're making the cho- choice to abort the celestial. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a pro choice because we need to save human lives. You know what I mean? So it's. A yeah, pro- no, I get you. <laughs> but here's the other thing, too, though. Not only are they are, are they altruistic and everything, uh-huh. but they're they're designed or they're 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 built. They're, they come about. To defeat the existential threat to the world. That's the whole point of it. Right. They want to defeat the existential threat to the world. Whereas when you think about pulp fantasy, they're motivated by greed. Maybe it's fame and glory or they're just curious. Right. I know there's a new Indiana Jones being. That's another zombie franchise. Right? <laughs> but there's a new Indiana Jones being filmed. But he's a hero, but he's more like pop hero. Or I'm sorry, not pop, but pulp hero. Pulp hero. Okay, I got it. You know, because he's trying to, like, get the the Ark of the Covenant or whatever it is to bring back to the museum. Uh-huh. He's not trying to save the... It belongs in a museum. Exactly. He's not trying to save the world with it. He's trying to, like, save it for the... Preserve artifacts for Yeah, humanity. that's all he wants to do. You know, there's no, like... The Nazis are a global threat. He's like, I don't care about Nazis. I just want to save the Ark. <laughs> or or the Crystal Skull, but we won't go down that path. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. The zombie started with the skull. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. So, so to me... So the Eternals, I thought was okay. It was kind of it like was okay. it was humdrum. I didn't care about it the same as you. Exactly. But then, but then I watched what? some. I watched some explainers. Uh oh. And sometimes explainers do more than explain. They remotivate. They 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 remotivate the whole reason for something to exist. Okay. And if you see the end scene with Harry Styles or whatever his name is, where he plays Thanos's brother. Yes. So Thanos' brother is also an Eternal, which then means Thanos is an Eternal. Is an Eternal. And that maybe Thanos was trying to keep all of these uh, Celestials from being born because Celestials need populations on planets. And maybe Titan, his home planet, was destroyed by the birth of a Celestial. And that was the drive behind 
everything that Thanos had done to, and while we thought it was, you know, Malthus and, you know, all population control, maybe his ultimate population control was because he knew that with a certain critical mass of population that celestials could be born and planets could be destroyed in this way. Oh, God, he just blew my mind. <laughs> As these explainers do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And that explains a lot. Right. Wow. But it's not but it's not in the movie. It's all inferred. Exactly. It's it, yeah, I was about to say you have to <laughs> you have to extrapolate the information out of it and then piece it together based on all the other like, you know, 35 movies that have been out. And and when you talk about fanboys, some fanboys spent some time digging <laughs> and like Well, you know how it is though, right? Like you're watching WandaVision or something. They're like, oh, the clock said 735, <laughs> 735, a comic book edition, comic, yeah. 722 <laughs> from 1974. That it drives you insane. You uh, uh. But what that brings me to, though, is I think more and more I'm appreciating Small studios, small production companies like A24, I mean, which is a Trailer Junkie's favorite. Yes, yes. Like, for example, we talked about X last week, which I'm looking forward to watching. And these are these one-off movies. Original concepts. Original concept. Non-franchise. Exactly. It's like whatever they are, just somebody got a wild hair to... Tell a story. Yep. And they just, you know, they might be low budget or whatever, but they're well done. And I think more and more, those are the things I'm I'm looking towards. And as you know, right. I mean, I'm a nerd like all the rest, you know, like like I said, 43 years of Star Wars. I've been into Marvel my whole life. Yeah. I play Dungeons and Dragons and I do all kinds of crazy stuff, right? I'm getting tired of it all, <laughs> you know, because there's nothing new and it's just the same old rehashed over and over and over. <laughs> but these small people are trying to bring in and, you know, they're trying to bring in things that, you know, there's only like 10 storylines or seven storylines. I get it, but they're trying to bring in whatever it is that is going to bring a fresh light into the cinematic space. Right. And with that, let me say, though, another thing we watched with. Have you seen Star Wars Biome? No. So they do flyovers of all the planets on not all, but. Oh, neat. A few of the planets on Star, Star Wars. It's like 18 minutes. Yeah. And it's like the Battle of Hoth. OK. But from like the 10,000 foot view. Oh, Nice. This is a good meditative stuff. Dude, it was putting me to sleep, man. It is so. <laughs> you know, the planet where it was in the Mandalorian, it was like the lake, the lake village. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they had the little ATST thing fight. Yeah, but they just focused on the ponds. Oh. And it was like, it was like the call map. <laughs> For like five, and I'm just like, oh my god! And it's it has this like this like surreal music going uh. and stuff, and and then the the last thing was Jeff Goldblum's second season is out. Oh, okay, good. And the first episode was Dogs, 
And I saw, you know, it's all about, you know, like why dogs are man's best friend sort of a thing. And I thought, nice. oh, my God, here we go. The waterworks. Because, you know, we lost Jake last year. Yeah, I know. I know. And I thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, Clarissa, Clarissa held it together like a champion. Uh, so, but it was good. You know, it's one of those things where it's like dinner ran late. We want to get to bed. We have a, a short amount of time. Let's just yeah. Let's just crush a little bit. <laughs> like tw- it's like twenty five minutes or oh, something. Easy, it's like easy. nothing, you know. And he's so like mild mannered, even tempered, you know, just like a fun guy to watch. And he's just so like silly, goofy, and serious all in one fell swoop. What's the cadence on that one? Is that weekly or all at once? Uh, good question. I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say it's uh, weekly, okay. but maybe it's all at once. I don't even know, to be honest with you, but it doesn't matter. Even if it's weekly, it's 25 minutes. Tune in what you want. Yeah. Tune in what you want. Yeah. Just binge it all at the it doesn't even matter because there's there's nothing that follows the next show. There's no narrative. Yeah, there's no narrative. It's just little it's like 25 minute little documentaries in a sense. Great. I love it. I love the first season with him. Um, I know when we did cover it, I, I didn't look up the episode. If I had to guess, it's like probably episode 100 or something. Uh-huh. And I was really skeptical. And we watched the first season and the first season. He had all his little things, his little snippets. And it was fantastic. It's on Nat Geo on Disney Plus. Right, right. And this season is starting off just as good as the last season <laughs> ended. And it's 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 wholesome, all good family fun that it's like you go to bed like you were just snuggled with a warm blanket. I mean, it's it's that that's how it ends. I love I love this space for Nat Geo. I agree. Where they basically they take this well-known star talent and then they put them into either positions or in productions or places. You know, Jeff Goldblum is here, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. And then we had B, um, Will Wel- Smith. Welcome to Earth with Will Smith. And now we have Limitless coming out soon with um, with Thor with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, very cool! I'm looking forward to that. And that he's gonna he's gonna be testing his body against the the elements and against uh, the the limits of what the human body can do. And what what a better man to do it than this, you right. know, this Well, uh, and Love and Thunder's coming out. So, obviously yeah, yeah. we're going to be doing that trailer. So, I mean, you know, you you think about these guys and they're just like these icons of 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 acting and uh and now they have a second life of doing whatever they want. <laughs> And getting followed around by a camera crew, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that the 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 Chris Hemsworth one is audio only. <laughs> Why? Because I don't need Clarissa looking at that body and then looking at me. <laughs> yeah, come but, on, now. but but then but but she looks at that body and then you're there. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like, oh. that's the way that's the way it happens in IOS. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like I'm doing barbell work and I train and I'm 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 svelte and everything. But I mean, come on, man. Like at some point, I'm fifty. We we watch The Witcher and then you know and you know Anne gets a little wound up for that. You know. <laughs> and then speaking of The Witcher, oh, so, okay, get yeah. back to that. Yeah, tell me about that. So season so. two, episode one. You didn't like it. I loved Beauty and the Beast. The Witcher's version of Witcher's version of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And Anne didn't like it though. No, she liked it. She liked it. She's Oh, because on the pod she was on the on the on the on the text 
group. She just, she was kind of like iffy. She's not crazy about the vampire banshees and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a little much for her. But I think we love the I that it's it's kind of really the second season has gone in this fantasy. It's gone beyond the fantasy of the first season. It's more archetypical, archetypal fantasy in the second season. Yeah, and the way I read into it, like, kind of pun intended. So Clarissa finished the first book. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to start the first book here coming up. So Clarissa was saying how the book was a little bit different and all this stuff. And I'm looking forward to how the books play out. But I think the thing about the second season is... That as you watch the episodes play through, the episodes become more... There is like the through line, right? but each episode is more of like a short story. So I think it's almost like the first season was an overarching season where the second season is more like the... Vignettes. The vignettes of the original short stories that the Polish guy wrote. Right, right. And... As you watch it, it does have a through line, but the through line's a little bit more narrow. It's always the B plot, never the A plot kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and so I'm curious what you guys think about the second season. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm a, an enormous Witcher fan. I, I think for me, in the second season already, we're only, what, two, three episodes into the second season. I don't even know how long it is. Um, but to me, the... Um, oh man, I forgot his name. <laughs> Geralt. Geralt's Geralt's mannerisms in the first season is kind of wooden and they're kind of meant to be emotionless. Right. And once he gets to the home, the the castle of the witchers where he can kind of let his hair down and be himself and kind of and and let his guard down a little bit, it's really nice to see some of his vulnerabilities and the way that he's proud of his ward you know what i mean like she's training and she's training herself to death and whatever and and she's like her her stomach's growling and he's like talking about how your stomach's growling and stuff to me it was just it just gives this dimension to him that was missing in the first season because by the story of the first season witchers are void of emotion and have no feelings and it's all been beaten out of them and potioned out of them you know when i think about the witcher and i compare it with game of thrones i think that might be one of the closer comparisons in the contemporary of of uh you know just television and books and stories and stuff of of you know past i don't know decade or so whatever i would say comparing both i'm a huge game of thrones fan and song of ice and fire book fan and all that kind of stuff (laughs) i think i'm a bigger witcher fan oh wow that's interesting obviously game of thrones uh cinematically has a, a greater library of of you know of uh just shows and seasons and of yeah of episodes and yeah episode content essentially right i'm looking forward to reading the witcher books mm-hmm. but i don't know there's just i just i think i'm a i'm a more of a witcher fan than i am a game of thrones fan i think the thing about the game of thrones though is it just goes in too many places there's too many characters and, I, and Anne was, like, complaining about the number of characters in The Witcher. And it's like, woman, you have no idea. <laughs> well, we're never going to touch Game of Thrones because we tried. I tried Game of Thrones in the first half of the first 
episode, I was lost and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to, I'm not going to invest the time needed to watch this properly. So it's, it's over. Yeah. I mean, the thing about, so we watched the first, uh, well, say the first season of Game of Thrones. And then I read the book and then we watched the season again. And then I kind of knew what was going on. (laughs) And then we watched it a third time and I'm like, oh, that was kick ass. You have to watch. It took a a viewing, a reading, a viewing, and another viewing to actually figure it out. And then after that, it's like, and then as it went on, I was like, okay, now I know where I'm at in this thing. But it took that much to get me into it. It's too hard. Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) Witcher it is. And I think you guys sticking with the Witcher. We're we're, uh, we're doing it. We're going to do it. You're more than happy. So how'd your beer finish, Ted? My beer finished uh phenomenal it mellowed it was it was sharp it doesn't have the lactose to coat the tongue the way yours did um uh, but it was a beautiful rye rye whiskey uh beer how about you oh i mean i still have as you can see i have a little bit left and you shared some of yours i did well yeah just a touch oh, and we have the same glass tonight i same love glass it. tonight yeah i love it Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I have like a sip left. I've yeah. been kind of nursing it. You know, I'll take the nipple off here in a second. <laughs> but, but fantastic beer. Uh, extremely. Oh, and I should say it's from where the hell? It's Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, cool. I want to see. So brewed by Untitled Art. Oh, yeah. I loved Untitled Art. Yeah. Oh, you've had it. No, I've had uh, Untitled Art. It looked like the can. When when I saw the can, they, they always have nice like yeah crazy art on there so i'll i'll check that out that's gonna definitely be at handy market i'm gonna look there look for untitled that. art chocolate shop ice cream company uh uh walk 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 no wanaki <laughs> wanaki wanak wanaki wisconsin nice wanaki wisconsin there you go nice um if you could find this though exhausted parent i'm gonna dude, look you it. will i mean have it on the show man it's it's you will love it it's i feel less exhausted after drinking <laughs> it. it's an energizing beer well i don't know if it's energizing or if it's just helped me to just blow back the steam and just you know relax and whatnot but no it's 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 great so awesome all right man i guess we covered it and uh i hope i wasn't too negative but i feel like i ended on a positive with uh you know production companies like a24 doing some great things and and witcher you know yeah the witcher witcher fandom (laughs) no i mean i think the witcher you know i'm glad you know talking what we said too about how uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop was closed out in the first week or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy, though. I mean, I hope The Witcher comes back. I mean, we watched it like we we binged season two, like within the first three days or week, whatever it was. And I hope that means something, you know. And and the sad thing is, though, it's like it's unfair to Cowboy Bebop, because what if the people who would have otherwise binged it or watched it were like, oh, let's finish up these other five shows we have. (laughs) We didn't. And then we'll get to this. And then we'll get to this. Yeah. And it's like by the time they get to it, it's like, nope, canceled. And then people are like, but we like it. And we were just finishing other. We were finishing Cobra Kai because. Because 
we spent our other time on HBO and Disney Plus and Apple and all their <laughs> other. Well, Netflix, Netflix knew the five people that it needed to watch uh, Cowboy Bebop. And they're like, all right, if these five people or these five key people, they know by based on the other shows you watched. Yeah. And then and they're like, if we see these five people switch over from doing something else to this and then they, they didn't see that, then they're like, oh, canceled. Oh, man. And then and then this goes to show that um, Henry Cavill, when Henry Cavill was kind of being cavalier about oh. <laughs> about how like, oh, Netflix always says that everything's success. They weren't just blowing smoke because they gave you a second season. You know what I mean? Like Netflix said, this did very, very well for us. And it's not a marketing ploy because they don't give second seasons to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they give a third season because uh, I think The Witcher and I think just to close this out, I read somewhere that they have an eight uh, eight season uh, contract with. Oh, with Netflix. Wow. Okay. Fact check me. I could be off by a, a, a season or two, but I think it was like eight or something. Wow. And I think what they're trying to do is like, because there's like eight books, I think they're trying to go like that route. Right, right, right. So, but I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I mean, eight seasons. I don't know if I'm in for eight seasons. I get bored with things quickly. Uh, I'm definitely in like three and four seasons, maybe. Yeah. I, I will say, if you kill off Yennefer for me, I'm out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you know, and that's the thing. It, it, like, the joke was always, like, with 24 that nobody was safe but Jack Bauer, right? Right, like, right, right, right. They'd kill off Tony or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. And, and oh, may, well, you're only three. Don't, 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 don't do it. I was like, well, oh, can shit. Can I give you a, a, okay. a brief spoiler yeah, alert? Yeah, go for it. Brief. It's not it's not a major spoiler alert. Uh-huh. I think what wound up happening was Yennefer came into her own and she probably it was the same thing with Amelia Clark. OK, where Amelia Clark was like, I'm no longer showing myself naked on screen. <laughs> I've earned it. I've earned not being naked. <laughs> I've earned clothing <laughs> that I don't have to be naked anymore. And I think that's where Yennefer is where, Hey, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with her not being naked. Oh no. She's like a good looking woman, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you're into them Indian chicks. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but you know what though, man with Yennefer? So am I, <laughs> you know, like she's a good looking woman. But, yeah, I think after season one, she's earned, like, I don't have to show my boobs to get, uh, you know, to get uh, um, recognition around right. here, you right, know. Right. So, but anyway, with Yennefer's boobs, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, man. See you next week. All right. Later. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.